Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your house, to be in your presence. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Let your will be done. I pray. Grant us manna today from heaven that every soul that drinketh from what you are about to give will not test again. And every mouth that eateth will not hunger anymore. I humble myself as a servant. Use me to your glory. More of you. Jesus, mighty, mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Lift up your Bible, sing with me. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. Lift it up, let's sing. I have uh, everybody standing, please. Hold on, hold on. Can you guys please stand? Everybody standing. James. Hold up, hold up. Hold up, y'all. Stand up. Wonderful. Let's try it again. I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible, only the ladies singing. I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful ladies, you can do better. Wonderful. We will travel together. We will travel together. For the last time, everybody singing, I've got a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. Lift up your Bible, say, this is my Bible. I believe what it says. I'll be taught from this Bible and I will be blessed. Wonderful, say Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's exciting to see everybody again. Um, God has been good to us, for us to be together. 
on this Sunday dab, crazy Sunday. Amen. Amen. It's a good thing to be part of a good, a good thing. Amen. Amen. The church of God is a good thing. Anyone who finds himself part of a good thing ends up in a good place. If you find yourself part of a bad thing, then you end up in a bad place. Amen. I don't know whether it's me, it's my voice, or it's my style, but my sound is fluctuating. Right? And am I safe? All right, good. Well, um, I bring you greetings from Peter Marisbeck, the city of our God. They are excited there, and they are happy I'm coming to you. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you something from the Bible. You guys are looking fantastic, I tell you. Well, and all of you who have dressed up for Crazy Sunday, you know, when we do... Hola? Two, two, three, three. Yo. Yo. grand. All right. Good. Um, As I was saying, anytime as a church we do something and you get involved, what you are doing is that you are making the church better. And from experience, I've been in the church since 1996. Yeah, I've been in this church, not in church. I mean, this church. Since 1996, I'm not making a mistake, 1996, and I've been involved in, you are calculating, you do the maths, good, I've been involved in everything that is done in the church, and by the grace of God, by being involved, I have grown, amen, now make my sound a little sharper, then I can hear myself, great. So, I'm, I'm excited. I like your hair. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, we can trust the Zulus to be present. I don't know whether this is Spice Girls or, but it's also good. It's great. And, you know, so it's good. Be part of it and you will be blessed. Amen. Good. From today, I'm beginning to share with you what I call total prosperity. Total prosperity. Somebody is going to be prosperous. I said somebody is going to be prosperous. So I want to start reading from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God is speaking and God says that I know the thoughts I have or the plans I have concerning you. They are plans of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Amen. Amen. So God is speaking and God is saying that I have plans towards you. And I know the plans that I have towards you. It's good when you are with somebody and the person has plans for you. Some of us are in relationships where there are no plans. Yeah. I mean, he's just with you for what he can, for consumption purposes. As we say in business. Do you get it? But there are no plans. She's just with you for subsistence or sustenance. But there are no plans. 
And God says, as for me, my relationship with you, I know the plans that I have towards you. And the good thing is that the plans that I have towards you, they are plans of peace and not of evil. Sometimes also you are with people, their plans towards you are evil. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with people before who had evil plans. I've been with people who you can see this, this, this guy has an evil plan. But when it comes to God, God has a good plan towards you. I'm excited to know that God's plan for my life is a good plan. I'm very happy to know that God has a good plan for me. And what is the motive for this plan? The plan is to bring me to an expected end. Which, is, which means to give me a future. Some version says to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Many of us are young and we are trying to work out things, whether knowingly or unknowingly, towards a future. Hallelujah. And God says that my plans for you is to bring you to a good end. It's to give you a good future. It's to give you something great in life. Whatever you define great to be. That's what God says. My plans for you, this is what I expect at the end so that you will have a future. May you have a good future. Yes. 20 years ago, perhaps, I was sitting where you were sitting. But today, God's plan has unfolded in my life. And I believe that, I mean, this is not where God is bringing me. God is taking me to a greater place. Yeah, this is 20 years. Give it another 20 years. I said, give it. That's why we take pictures. So that when you come and you look at it from the pictures, you see, some years from now will come. You are, today you are just Nile. Is that your name? Or you changed it? Still your name. Yeah. Look, in a few years to come, you come again, God willing. You see, and she's Mrs. something. Mrs. Golden Sticks. Yeah, with her husband sitting next to her, and they are two lovely children. By them. Yeah. Two lovely children. Sean Golden Stick and Dave Golden Sticks. And they will all be sitting down. Hallelujah. So it's important for us to know what are God's plans towards us. In, in John, 3 John 2, God is speaking. God says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. And that you live in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'm beginning to define God's plan to you. He says, my wish for you is that you will prosper. That's number one. Even as your soul and live in good health, then your health will also be good. You will not be an old sickly person. Yeah, the trip I have come from, I have just... In a space of eight days, I have walked about 100 kilometers. If you are not fit, you can't be on such a trip. Yeah, if you are not fit, you cannot. If you are sick, you have arthritis. Arthritis is called what? Amatambo, is that not so? Yeah, you have amatambo. You cannot. You, you, even, you will say, hey, this thing, I can't. I corner, I can't. Do you get it? But may you not have a life that from hospital to hospital. I don't remember the last time 
I checked into a hospital involuntarily. Like I, I, I went to a hospital. No, 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 no. When I go to a hospital, I've gone to visit a doctor or visit a patient or something like that. God has blessed me with good health. Yes. Hallelujah. May God bless you with good health. Good health. He says, I wish that you prosper. To start with prosperity, which is what we all know. But he says, before even we come to that, I want you to live in good health. Because what's the use of having money and then you have a disease? You use the money to pay for the disease. You know, my wife works, my wife, my, my wife is a pharmacist and sometimes she mentions some names of some drugs which I've never heard before. When I ask her, what drug is it? She says, it's for rich people. It's only rich people who have such sicknesses. With drugs that you can't mention their names. Propyl tyrurasol. Have you heard it before? You are just into Panadol. Panadol is for when you are tired and you don't want to wake up grandpa. You don't want to wake up tomorrow with aches and pains so that you take grandpa. But when they say Propyl tyrurasol, they are not joking. <laughs> you are into still pain. Do you, do you get it? Uh-huh. So God said, I don't want you to even be spending your wealth on medications that you don't even know their name for. Living good health. And then number three, I want your soul also to prosper. That's what I'm talking about. Total prosperity. I want you to prosper, which is what we know. Eat what you want to eat when you want to eat it. Not you know, some of us eat visually. You look on the TV, there's a nice meal there, and then you eat by faith. So you are eating your pap. But, Lord, as you turn water into wine, as I put this pap in my mouth, may it become chicken. You eat by faith. But a time is coming, you eat what you want to eat. Because God has prospered you. Because God has done what? Prospered you. But as God is prospering you, he wants your soul also to prosper. He wants you to do well spiritually. He wants you to do well as a Christian. Because I believe that, look, when you prosper, you are not, you are not godly. You don't know God. You don't have godly values. Your, your prosperity can destroy you. White people have been destroyed because of their prosperity. Yeah, because of their wealth and their money. The wealth has destroyed them. They have gotten into types of lives and financed it with their wealth to get them into horrible lives. That's why your soul needs to prosper. Then you prosper financially as well. Hallelujah. So we are going to examine a guy. His name is Job. And we're going to learn a secret from Job. Then I will build from that place. Amen. Amen. In Job chapter 1, the Bible says, there was a certain man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. One that feared God and hated evil. To him was born seven sons and three daughters. His his substance also was 7,000 Sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she asses, and a great household, such that this man was the greatest of all the men from the east. 
Now, this is a summary of somebody's life. His name is Job. The Bible says this guy, Job, number one, he was spiritual. He feared God. He hated evil. You must hate evil. I said you must hate evil. There's no evil that is good. Even when a bad thing happens to your enemy, it's not good. I said even when a bad thing happens to your enemy, it is not good. Evil is evil. Bible says, curse is he, are they that call evil good? You must hate evil. Develop a hatred for evil. It's one of the ways that you stay away from evil. Amen. It's one of the ways. One of the ways to help you yourself to stay away from evil is a hatred for evil. He feared God and he hated evil. Number two, he said, to him was born seven sons, three daughters. I mean, if you are married, you must have children. Why not? And we don't necessarily marry to have children, but one of God's reasons for marriage is for children to be born. You must have children. I mean, any couple that are married and there are no children, it's, it's not a simple thing. It can bring all kinds of problems. All types of problems. So he had a good family life. Then the Bible starts to describe his prosperity, his wealth. The Bible says, and his substance also. Anytime the Bible says substance, it is talking about your financial value, your financial strength. So it says to start with his net wealth. Worth. When if 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 you are if you I don't know about other banks, but FMB, if you have the FMB app, as soon as you try to log in, it gives you your net worth. Negative, positive, everything put together, then it gives you. Do you get it? Your net, like what you have, as far as FMB is concerned, what you have. And for some of us, it's negative. But it will not be negative forever. I see a turnover coming soon. I see a turnover coming. Struggling with the sound, honestly. I see a turnover coming soon. Bible says Job, his net worth was 7,000 sheep. Those days, wealth was measured in sheep. Cattle. Cattle also, he had 3,000. Cattle was their form of transport, form of labor, everything. Then yoke of oxen, he had 500. These were like machineries that they used to work. 500. You can't even afford a phone except a Nokia. Or a Motorola. Hello, motor. And then he had she asses. 500. She asses where they, they, they are like breathing. They breed. They bring forth. Multiply what you have. The sheep that is there. And then he had a great household. A lot of people lived in his house. Some servants, some born in the house, and so on and so forth. Squatters as well. Sad that he was the greatest. Now, my prayer is that a time will come they will be described as one of the greatest. Yeah. Oh, there was a guy in Durban. His name was Piwe. Yeah. To him were born three sons and two daughters. Yeah. His substance also 
was this, that, that. Four houses, three houses on the beach, 14 cars. And they said, may that be your story. Good. Now, this is the story of Job. But today, for just a short time, I want to read an account from Job himself. How he came about these resources. Are you ready to go? Job 29. In Job 29, Job says, And moreover, Job continued his parable and said, That I was in man's past when the Lord did preserve me. Job says, let me tell you how it all happened. In man's past, the Lord did preserve me when his candle shined upon my head. And by his light, I went through darkness. As I was in the, in the days of my youth, when the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle, when the Lord was with me and my children were also about me, he said, verse he said, I wash my steps in butter. Now, some of us don't even eat butter. And somebody's washing his steps. Hey, Pastor, but I eat butter. Listen, stock is not butter. It's a spread. Flora is not butter. It's, a, it's margarine. Margarine is not butter. Rama. He said, I wash my steps in butter. If you don't know what I'm saying, next time you go to spa or shop right, look for butter. Do you get it? No, 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 no. Look for butter and compare the price. You will see that a small butter can buy a big margarine. Yeah. He said, I washed my steps in butter and the rocks did pour me out rivers of oil. When I went to the gate through the city and prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw me and they hid themselves. One of these days, your colleagues will see you and they will hide. He said, the agent arose and stood up. Even older people, when they saw me, they stood up. They started to give me respect. By the grace of God, just by doing what I've been doing, there are places that when I get to people as old as my parents. Look, yesterday I met a guy. I mean, you can see, you know, Indians, when they grow, they don't grow for real. They grow at a discount. So you, you can see the person is old, but he's small. When you see them, you don't know, are they old? I mean, we were, we were in Korea some years ago. When you see the human being, you don't know whether the person is old or young. Then you start talking to the person. Say, oh, I've been in the church for 52 years. Say, ah, but how old are you? <laughs> so as I was talking to this guy, I, I didn't know somebody was introducing him to me. So I said, oh, hello, sir. He said, hello, sir. I said, hello, sir. So, if you have called me, sir, then I have to call you pastor. I can't call you by the same way you call me. Yeah, that's what he said to me. He said, hello, sir. So, I also said, oh, usually when I don't know, I also say, hello, sir. He looked at me and said, hey, if you are calling me, sir, then I can't call you, sir. I have to call you something else, pastor. I said, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy is a U.S. Marine, proper Marine. <laughs> so it says the old men or the aged they, 
they, they arose and they stood up. The princes refrained from speaking. I'm going on. The princes refrained from speaking and they put their hands on their mouth. Princes, people who are born to kings, when they saw me, they stopped talking. They held their mouth. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. The nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. Nobles represent educated people, learned people. It said they, when they saw me, they just held their peace. They became quiet. And then to talk, their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. Like that. They couldn't speak. It said, when the ear heard me, it blessed me. When the eye saw me, it gave me witness. Why? Because I delivered the poor, that him that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. He said, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe, and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. He said, he talks about the poor. He said, I helped the poor. Him that had no father. And the cause which I knew not, I set out for it. I broke the jaws of the wicked and plucked out of its mouth the spoil. He said, then I said to myself, I will die in my tent. And what? My days shall multiply like that of the sun. Your days are increasing. All these things, they are a form of prosperity. Your days are increasing. My days shall multiply like the sand. You can't even count the number of days that I have. It says, and my root also shall spread to the waters. And the dew all night to my branch. It said, my glory was fresh. May that be your story. May your glory be fresh. My glory was fresh upon me. And the bow renewed in my hand. Which is a sign of authority. Listen. When the Bible says my glory was fresh. You see people, they are not yet old. But they are old. I mean, they are not yet old. There are people who look older than their parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there are some of you here I look younger than you. Look, if you like after church, let's take an extra. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm twice your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you, usually, anywhere I go, I tell people my age, they become worried. They become surprised. Because I'm almost 50. Almost. I'm closer to 50 than to zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm serious. My next big birthday, I'll be 50. Yeah, you are surprised. That's how it is. Do you remember when Hector Peterson was shot? Do you remember? I was around. Not around where he was shot. I mean, I was on this earth and I wasn't a baby. Hector Peterson was shot when? 1976. I wasn't a baby. Yeah. It says, my glory was fresh and the bow was renewed in my hand. 
the bow represents what you fight with, what you move for. So he says, I had more authority. He says, then men gave ear to me. They waited and kept silent at my counsel. When I spoke, they spoke no more. So after I talked, they could, and my words dropped upon them. May God give you the grace that when you speak, nobody speaks again. Yeah. When you finish, there's nothing to add. What else are you going to add? What else can you say? I mean, there are some people, when they finish speaking, you don't want to talk. Because if you talk, it can easily expose you. So you just say, oh, yeah, powerful. I agree, I agree. Copy, copy. Yeah, it says, and my words drop upon them. They waited upon me. They waited for me as for the rain. And their mouth opened wide as for the latter rain. So that's how they waited for me. They were waiting. When I laughed upon them, they could not believe it. Said they did not believe it. And the light of my countenance also they cast not down. And I set forth their part as chief and dwelt as a king in an army as one that comforts mourners. Job 29. That's it. Now, listen clearly. Job analyzes to us how he became the greatest of all the men in the East. This is a simple thing I want to share with you today. All the things he talked about, he said, he he told us how it all happened and what it did for him. But the interesting thing here to know, he says, in those days, God preserved me. He kept me. He was with me. But one famous thing you must know is that the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle in the days of my youth. Verse 4. He says, all these things began when the secret of the Lord came to me. To prosper, you need a secret. I said to prosper, you need a secret. Coca-Cola knows something you don't know. I said Coca-Cola knows something we all don't know. One of the drinks I'm praying that will be in heaven is Coca-Cola. Because in heaven, we won't die again. You get it. So, Coca-Cola must be in heaven. We might, we go drink it. Ah. Yeah. But they know something that we don't know. I'm sure when Coca-Cola started, if your great-grandfather had bought just one, 1% shares in Coca-Cola, look, for the, every generation after you will never be poor. Look, more articles have been written about how much Coca-Cola is killing people, how many, they say they have put a spoon in it, the spoon has disappeared, they've put a this, this is that, I mean, sugar, there are nine cubes of sugar, eight cubes of sugar in each can, this, that, this, but Coca-Cola is getting bigger. Things are rusting. Coca-Cola has been there. Post office has come. Post office has now become a useless organization. Now they are paying, they are giving out grants, retirement grant. I mean, I think even home affairs should pawn some pawn off some of their job to post office. Because they have nothing to do. Yeah. A lot of businesses, if we start going into it, you you become amazed. Coca-Cola is still there. It's not going anywhere. We are, they are writing more. We are drinking it more. We can't stop it. 
They know something. They say there's cocaine in Coca-Cola. It's not a problem. I mean, if you hear Coca-Cola, why can't there be cocaine inside? We are still drinking it more. Yeah. Look, I said I'll stop drinking Coke. No, 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 I'll stop. I stopped a while ago. This last two weeks, I've drunk Coke for all the stopping I've stopped. All the stop I've stopped for six months plus. So just this last two weeks, I've drunk Coke for all the months that I didn't drink. I'm coming to stop again. <laughs> Look, it's amazing. Because they know something that... May you know something that others don't know. That's what actually makes you important. That's what makes you relevant. That's what makes you great. That's what makes you prosper. Because people pay for what they don't know. Anytime, one man, one man, one Nigerian man of God, I had dinner with him. He told me, anytime you are paying for something, you are paying for what you don't know. I said, hey, what do you mean? He said, look, when you go and see the doctor, and the doctor examines, talks to you for about 10 minutes. Even when you walk, the doctor just looks in your face. He knows what is wrong with you. He knows what to give you. But he just have a chat with you. When he finishes, then he gives you a prescription. Then you pay consultation. Now, what do you think you are paying for? You are paying for what he knows that you don't know. If you knew it, you would just go straight to the pharmacy and get what you need. Simple and short. So when you know, so Job said, I was a young man when God shared a secret with me. Based on that secret, I became what I am. Through that secret, I became what I am. And I'm glad that he said that he knew it when he was young. Because a lot of things is better to know when you are young. Wisdom is for the young. And I'm glad many of you are young. Because if you don't know these truths when you are young, even secrets to prosperity, you don't know it now that you are young. What will happen is eventually you will get to know it. You will get to know. I mean, people know that hard work or diligence makes you prosper. But if you don't know it when you are young, you become diligent when you are old. And you work so much that it still doesn't bring much. Recently, my children asked me a question. They said, Daddy, why do people steal? I said, oh, they steal because they don't want to work. And they said, but it's more difficult to steal than to work. I said, oh, son, it's not always the case. Then one of them asked me, why? I said, listen, the person was supposed to work hard when the person was young, grade 9, Grade 10, 11, 12, 7, 6, work hard. Didn't work hard. Was just trying to be the most beautiful girl in school. Putting flowers in your hair like every day is a crazy Sunday. <laughs> when you were supposed to learn the YDX, you were doing crazy Sunday in school. <laughs> or playing netball. Because when you play netball, all the boys smile at you. They smile at you because you wear a short skirt and you jump and you show off things that you don't have to show off. That's all. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was playing netball. Everybody liked me. This is the reason why they liked you. I'm glad I've gotten the chance to tell you. 
of the day, you get a set of matric results that we don't know what can be done with it. We don't know whether it's a combination to a safe or what. One, three, two, two, one, one, seven. We don't know whether it's a password, a pin code, whatever it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah. One, one, two, four, one, one, three. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> is it a pin? <laughs> it's like a password to a safe. So you can't go anywhere. So you have to attend some of these so-called universities which you can get admission before you write your exam. Now, by the way, any university that you don't have to write matric but you have admission, it's a sign that it's not a good university. Whether it's a college, whether it's a Dama, Dama what do they call All these type of names. Once they can give you admission without matric, it's not a serious school. I mean, if you see a house, there are no locks, no doors. It tells you that there's nothing really valuable in there. But if you see that there's a lock with a security guard in front with a wild dog and a dog with rabies with a mental problem, cannot tell the difference between the owner and thieves, then you know that something serious must be inside. You have not written matric. You have already got your admission to the school. Do you think it's a good... Do you go to UKZN like that? <laughs> eh, Pastor, but even UKZN, they give me provisional admission. That's the reason why it's called provisional. It means it's temporary. It's based on the outcome of your exam. When your results come and you get this type of combinations to a safe, they say, you know something, we said we have admitted you. We have changed our mind. This is your 112213. For, it's like a phone number. Oh, zero one one two three. What are we doing with it? <laughs> so I explained to my children they didn't work hard. So you end up in some of these. Then you become a petrol attendant. Please, we are a petrol attendant. Nothing personal. I don't have anything against petrol attendant. Without you, I wouldn't have had fuel to come here today. I don't have anything. But I mean, you have become a petrol attendant. So you work twelve hours, eight hours at the end of the month, five hundred rands. And a doctor goes to work. Look, I, I, told, I told my children, I'm training you in such a way that just by showing up at work for 20 days in a month, you should be able to make 50000 Just by showing up. No, I, like, they grow up, they don't want to work hard. We just, if you work for Department of Health, as a pharmacist, as a doctor, you just have to show up at work for 20 days in a month. You make an average of 50000 but to get there, you have to work hard now. The church is very quiet. No problem. Revelations 8, 1 also, the Bible says, and there was silence in heaven for half an hour. So I allow it in the church. Yeah, so I explained to my children, they didn't work hard, so now they are working extra to get nothing. So when these thieves look at it, they say, hey, you are going to work the whole week at the end of the month. You are paid 600 rands and you pick transportation. I will steal somebody's phone. I see six phones in a week. I sell it. I get about 1,200. It's more profitable. Yeah. So it's good you are going to learn this secret now that you are young. When you are young also, it's easy for you to believe things and it's easy for you to apply them. When you wait till you are old, you are, haven't you heard that famous 
Egyptian saying, you can't teach an old dog a new trick. Yeah, when you're already old, you agree, oh, pastor, God bless you for what you are saying. Nobody has said something like this to me before. I'm going to do it. We'll be here three months. You come and say, pastor, I'm getting ready to do it. Two years later, pastor, I'm working on doing it. Five years later, pastor, I will eventually do it. But when you are young, it's new. You don't know. You are like a blank sheet. So you just start like that. The re- other reason why it's good to know the secret when you are young is that so that you don't make irreversible mistakes. Before now, you are introduced to the truth. Hey, Pastor, what is that? What are you saying? That irreversible mistake. There are some mistakes when you make. You just have to adjust. You just survive with it. We can't. It won't change. You just have to. This week, somebody was explaining to us the difference between complete and finish. Many people say that complete and finish are the same. But he was explaining to us, he said, if you marry a good wife, you are complete. But if you marry a bad wife, you are finished. But I think if you marry a very bad wife, then you are completely finished. Yeah, you are finished. You are completely finished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are preaching about having a good marriage. Before you can even hear the truth, by 25, you have three children. You are completely finished. You have heard the truth, but you are finished. Because three children, I mean, one we can make a, make a plan. But three. <laughs> you already have three, 25. So it's good to know the truth now that you are young. And Job said knowledge of the truth as a young person. Another reason why it's good to know it when you are young is that a lot of things take time to bear fruit. A lot of things take time to achieve. A lot of, I mean, I've been doing church since, I think, 1998. Today, what I have is as a result of having done the same thing for a long time. It's not, I just hear, you see, we didn't know, we just saw you in 2000, and what's, what year are we in? 2018. And then we saw it, then it looks like everything. One day I sat with a young pastor. He came to my office. He sat down. I let them serve him peanuts and juice. Since then, I've stopped serving people peanuts. I just give you only the juice. When he started, he said, oh, I see my future. I said, it's your distant future. It's not your future tomorrow. When he sat in the office, he spread himself. Now he's like, oh. I was saying, you, you don't know the years of struggle. That man has gone through to get to where we have reached. Now imagine that I didn't start the ministry as a young person. As a young person, I didn't start the ministry. And I am now before I believe that God has called me, I'm coming to start the ministry. And then it will take maybe 20 years for the ministry to work. You can imagine, I'll be 60 something nearing 70. I'm now getting a church of 100 people. It's amazing. 
70 something. By the time I'm 70, sometimes you have about three, 400 pastors, pastors, pastors with churches. I like, I control pastors with churches. Yeah. I don't, even where I don't preach again, I just, I'm there. I just have pastors meetings. Yeah, well, all of you are pastors. Then I call, what's your name? Rosemary. Ati. I call, Ati, come with your husband. Uh, How is the church doing? So Sunday morning, instead of going to sit in church, I'm having a discussion with Pastor Ati and her husband, discussing their church. Yeah, that's why it should be. Not, not, not that I'm now coming to preach to 100 people, come to do a church, take an offering. Oh, please. So the secret I'm going to teach you, I want you to learn it now that you are young and start to grow with it. So that if you need 10 years for it to work in your life, you have 10 years. If you need 20 years for it to work in your life, you have 20 years. As I'm saying, work hard now. I'm glad you are all young. This is the time to work hard in school. This is not the time to wear skimpy dresses and move around all over the place. You move around like you're on the streets of Milan trying to have a beauty parade. You are, it's time to work hard as a student. Work hard as a student. It will define what you eat. It will define where you sleep. It will define what you wear. It will define where you can go. Hey! Hey, Pastor, but that's on me. I just want a, a girl to be my girlfriend. Then I can so that I have arrived. Your vision is very small. I said, when I was in high school, my dad told me, don't worry about girls. As for girls, they are so many. He, he, he told me the nicest girls, they are in the university. And my father tricked me on. <laughs> he said to me, the nicest girls, they are in the university. So don't bother about these girls you are in high school with. Try and get to the university. I said, okay. And I worked towards getting to the university. When I got to the university, then I saw that it's the same high school girls who have crossed with me to the university. But the foolish ones were taken out. It was left with only the smart ones. Yeah, so if your vision is just to move around, if I can get myself a check, then we can move around. Look, your vision is small. God has a greater plan for you. And my prayer is that you will come along and you will follow so that you can attain that plan. Hey, Pastor, what if I am already old? Well, it's not too late. I said it's not too late. It's not what? Too late. Because when it comes to God, our youth is renewed every day. Job had a secret. You know, the guy who found KFC, he found the KFC secret at the age of 70. The KFC franchise that you know. He had tried so many things and he had failed. He found it finally at 70. And he turned him into a millionaire. So if you are old, it's also not too late. Just come along. Let's get this secret. And let's move. I believe that God will bless you. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close today. Lift your hands and let us pray. Pray for yourself wherever you are. And say, Lord, as we go on this journey, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Open my eyes. Let my story be like that of Job. 
that your secret came to him in his tabernacle when he was young. Help me to attain what you have given to me. Help me to grasp the secret you are sharing with us. Help me to give myself to it and to practice it. To you be glory. To you be pray. Pray wherever you are. Lift. I want to hear you pray. Lift up your voice and just pray. Lift up your voice and just pray for yourself wherever you are. Don't look around. Close your eyes. It makes it easier for you to pray. It makes you feel that you are alone and pray. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Makele paso kato si paka. Rabados kipalala shatolios kipaloba. Brandolo bobo brendele bebe brandala baba. Rapandolo kante bos kipale antolakenda. Ke maso paliko si pakayala. Ke balaba brando pa le kotas kipadoba. Lord, help everyone under the sound of my voice. Help us. Help us. Help us. Teach us how to prosper. Even as our souls also prosper. Even as our souls prosper. Help us to avoid an imbalance. A false balance. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. I pray. Keep us, preserve us. Deliver us from mistakes, from evils, from mistakes that cannot be rectified, that cannot be corrected. Teach us your secrets and your ways that lead to prosperity. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. Amen. The louder your Amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Jesus is not the Lord of my life. I don't know whether when I die, I'll go to heaven or I'll go to hell. That's the most important reason for which we are gathered here. To go to heaven. You are here like that. You want me to pray with you. I want you to lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. So the immediate thing that happens when you die is there will be judgment. And the only way to overcome and be victorious in this judgment is to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So you are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I just want to pray with you. Every eye closed, please. Pastor, please pray with me. Close your eyes, young man. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I can't take a chance. I'm too wise to take a chance. I'm too smart to leave it to chance. Pray with me. Lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift your hand. Lift your hand above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is lifted up, 
come to me and I'll pray with you. Come, I want to know you are serious. Come to me, I'll pray with you. My brothers over there, come to me. Those of you this way, come, I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Come, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come, I'll pray with you. Do not be shy. Do not be shy at all. Come, I'll pray with you. My brother in the green hood. Zuluman, call the guy behind you for him. Yeah. Come, I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. You are making the best decision of the day. Come. And Satan is the one who will say, don't come, don't come, don't come. Why? Because he wants to take you to hell. Satan is quite smart. If you are in front, open your eyes. Let's pray this prayer. It's your prayer. Open your eyes because I want you to hear and see what I'm saying. Say, dear Lord Jesus. It's your prayer. Pray it to yourself. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you paid the price for my sin and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for them. Father, thank you for these ones who have surrendered their lives to you. Bless them. Wash them with your blood. Keep them. Let them have victory over the devil in the name of Jesus. May today indeed mark a turnaround in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful. Before you go back to your seat, we have this wonderful gift for you. It will explain to you the step you have taken. The book says how to be born again and avoid hell. Alright? Read it. It's not for decoration. It's not a souvenir. Read it when you get home. What's your name? In Bali. Wow. You? Patricia. Wow. How about you? No Sipo. You, sound, you look no Zippo. It's also good. You look like a Zulu princess. Are you a Zulu princess? A Swati. I hear Swaziland, the name has changed. Is it true? A Swatil. Not yet. They've not changed their name. Wow. Anyway. But the, 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 the king is still there. He's still marrying a lot. I'm glad you are not there because he would have married you. God bless you. What's your name? Luan Dile. Wow, powerful. You? No quasi. Wow. How about you? Wandiso. Wandiswa. I thought Wandiswa was for girls. Okay. Wow. Wonderful. Put your hands together for this lovely people. Immediately after the service, our pastor over there will have a short meeting with you and then we'll all go home. All right? God loves you. Encourage them. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.